This is Dr. Balagai here. Today's podcast is on anthracycline cardiotoxicity, must know facts. It's from an article by Peter Hendrickson um, titled Anthracycline Cardiotoxicity, an update on mechanisms, monitoring and prevention, published in The Heart, 2017, December 7th, uh, volume 104, pages 971 to 977. The following are the must-know facts from this review of anthracyclogic toxicity mechanisms, monitoring and prevention. Fact number one, cancers responsive to anthracyclines including carcinoma, that is breast, small, small cell lung cancer, bladder, esophagus, stomach, liver and thyroid, leukemia, AML and ALL, lymphomas, Hodgkin's and non-Hodgkin's, cutaneous T-cell lymphoma, and sarcoma, including osteogenic bone, soft tissue, and evings. Anthracycline-induced, that, that includes doxorubicin, donorubicin, epirubicin, idorubicin, cardiomyopathy is a disease spectrum, ranging from development of heart failure with symptoms and clinical signs to asymptomatic decline in left ventricular ejection fraction. Clinical heart failure may ensure in up to 5% of high-risk patients. Fact number two. Cardiac event rates on anthracycline therapy are 7%, 18%, and 65% at cumulative doses of 150 mg per square meter body surface area, 350 mg per square meter, and 550 mg per square meter respectively. Anthracycline chemotherapy was associated with an adjusted hazard ratio of 1.26, confidence interval of 1.12 to 1.42, for development of congestive heart failure in 43,000 women aged 66 to 70 years with breast cancer over a median period of 53 months. In 2,625 cancer patients who received anthracycline, 74% women, 51% breast cancer, and 28% non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, the incidence of cardiotoxicity was 9% with 98% of the cases developing in the first year. Median time was 3.5 months. Pediatric populations receiving anthracycline therapy remain at elevated risk of developing heart failure decades after receiving a cancer cure. Point number three, the main mechanism of anthracycline toxicity is by inhibition of topoisomerase 2 beta, which is a active in quiescent non-proliferating cells including cardiac myocytes resulting in activation of cell death pathways and inhibition of mitochondrial biogenesis and is now thought to be the key mediator of anthracycline induced cardiotoxicity. Fact number four, there are several risk markers including cumulative dose, female gender, high blood pressure, valvular disease, baseline LV dysfunction, African-American ancestry, age greater than 65 years or less than 18 years, kidney failure, concomitant exposure to radiation and or trastuzumab and possibly genetic factors. Must know fact number five regarding LV ejection fraction and global longitudinal strain. There is no consensus on how best to monitor cardiotoxicity. However, monitoring LV function and ejection fraction remains the basis for identifying cardiotoxicity. Baseline measurements and ongoing monitoring for patients receiving greater than 200 milligrams per square meter body surface area is recommended. 
Delaying initiation of trastuzumab reduces the incidence of LV dysfunction by 7% in one study and heart failure by 0.6%. A fall in GLS, that is global longitudinal strain of 15% compared with baseline measurement is considered pathological and an early injury marker which is predictive of LV systolic dysfunction. Fact number six, cardiac biomarkers, including cardiac troponin and B-type natriuretic peptide, have shown promise as indicators of cardiotoxicity. In one study, 81 breast cancer patients, a combination of global longitudinal strain and high-sensitivity troponin, I, had 93% sensitivity and 91% negative predictive value for future cardiotoxicity. Must know fact number seven, Anthracyclic derivatives such as liposomal encapsulated doxorubicin is associated with lower rates of heart failure and subclinical changes in LV dysfunction. But in the US, it is restricted to use for ovarian cancer, AIDS-related Kaposi sarcoma, and multiple myeloma after failure of at least one therapy. Fact number eight, dexorazoxin has shown to prevent anthracycline cardiotoxicity by minimizing or completely preventing fall in left ventricular ejection fraction and reducing the release of cardiac biomarkers. However, it fell out of favor after concerns that it dampened the anti-mitochondrial activity of anthracyclines and was associated with the signal of increased secondary malignancies in survivors of childhood leukemia and lymphoma. A reappraisal of data has led to an extended indication in pediatric patients receiving greater than 300 milligrams per square meter. Its clinical safety continues to be appraised. Fact number nine, therapy and prevention, angiotensin converting enzyme inhibitors, uh, uh, angiotensin receptor blockers and beta blockers are utilized for both therapy and prevention of cardiotoxicity, that is asymptomatic LV dysfunction and heart failure on the basis of small randomized clinical trials. However, there are no robust data to recommend a specific regimen and ongoing studies, including ICOS-1, PROACT, and cardiac care should shed light on key questions, including how long should ACE inhibitors or ARBs and or beta blockers be continued following recovery of LV function, and B, to what degree should these medications prevent future presentations of heart failure. Fact number 10, prevention with statins. Preclinical studies suggest that statins should be protective in preventing anthracycline cardiotoxicity. Further randomized studies are needed to confirm these findings. This is an outstanding review by Dr. Peter Hendrickson on anthracycline cardiotoxicity.